morning. <laughs> this is 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair here with the Thursday morning buzz. And once again, I, Kyle Pepitone, am your host today, filling in for Kenny. And we are joined with our co-host, Larry Zaccardi. Good morning. Our two newscasters, Madi Zuniga and Kelly Marr. And over Zoom, we got, geez, I'm sorry, our sportscaster, Tanner Price. Hello. Host JT Bathia. Good morning, everybody. How are you? Good. Good. Amazing. That's awesome. Spooked. Okay, I'll Spooky. take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mid-November or something, but that's fair. November 11th. It's Veterans Day, actually. Yes, it is. Yes, Good happy call. Veterans Day. Yeah. So we've got a show coming up for you today. We've got stories revolving Kyle Rich Rittenhouse and his trial on the defense. Biden and his infrastructure bill and Governor Murphy and the future of the mask mandates for students. But before we have any of that, Madi, give us our first newscast for the show today. In local news, rewarding, uh, oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> on Wednesday, Essex County authorities announced a reward increase for the information on the disappearance of 14-year-old Josiah Moore. The award is up to $20,000. Moore was reportedly last seen October 14th at Poppy's Deli in East Orange. According to Sheriff Armando Fortuna, the reward was increased from $15,000 to $20,000 thanks to a local business owner. In state news, a 32-year-old man was killed Wednesday morning when a box truck rear-ended a tractor-trailer. Geraldo de J. Velez Portes of Perthamboy was a passenger in a box truck when it struck the back of a tractor-trailer. The accident happened before 7 a.m. near exit 13A in Elizabeth. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Both drivers suffered minor injuries. In national news, a judge on Wednesday approved a settlement of six, $626 million for Flint residents and others who were exposed to lead-contaminated water. $600 million is coming from the state of Michigan, which was accused of repeated, repeatedly overlooking the risk of water contamination due to Flint switching the water source in 2014. Attorneys have been seeking as much as $200 million in legal fees from that settlement. International news. A group of mainly Central American migrants attempting to cross the southern Mexican border have lowered to 1,000. Mexico's National Immigration Institute granted about 800 visas to migrants who are part of, this, of the group. The institute says the, the group migrated from the city of Tapachula to, on October 23rd and are not in South Oaxaca. The Mexican government discourages the marches due to poor conditions and extreme heat. Weather, it's clear with a high of 69 and a low of 55. The humidity level is 72% and the air quality is fair with a level of 24. Awesome. Thank you so much. And throwing it immediately over to Tanner Price for a sportscast. Tanner, what's going on in the world of sports? The second half of the NFL season begins Oops. tonight. Try that again. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay. The second half of the NFL season begins tonight when Lamar Jackson and the Ravens travel to Miami to take on a struggling Dolphins team. The biggest question around the NFL the last week has not been answered yet. Who will sign Odell Beckham Jr.? The Packers, Patriots, and Saints reportedly have interest in the veteran wide receiver. Ex-Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs was formally charged after the fatal car crash last week, and he could face, up, he could face at least 50 years in jail. The Knicks record fell to 7-5 and five after a 112-100 to 100 loss to the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Derek, Lo Derek Rose 
led the Knicks with 22 points and seven assists. The Nets didn't need any late magic in Orlando, where they beat the Magic 123 to 90 and improved to eight and four. Kevin Durant led the Nets with 30 points, while James Harden led in rebounds and assists with 11 in each category. The Devils and Islanders square up for the first time this season tonight. The Devils come into the matchup 6-3-2, while the Islanders come in at 5-3-2. Anaheim Ducks general manager uh, Bob Murray has resigned after investigation into complaints of, uh, about his professional conduct. He will enter an alcohol abuse program, and Jeff Solomon will enter the role that Murray ha- has held since 2008. The MLB offseason has begun, and both New York teams are expected to be big players. The Yankees have already shown interest in trading for Oakland A's first baseman, Matt Olson, among others. The Mets are still searching for their front office, but a candidate has emerged. Current lawyer and former Nationals executive Adam Cromie has reportedly had a face-to-face conversation with Mets owner Steve Cohen. In soccer, Paris Saint-Germain's women's player Aminata Diallo was arrested yesterday after an alleged Tanya Harding-style attack. An article in the Hill.com describes the situation. Two men attacked Kira Amawi after a November 4th team gathering. Two men hired by Diallo pulled up to Amari's car, pulled her from her car, and proceeded to beat her legs with an iron bar. The alleged motive was that Amari was getting more playing time than Diallo was. The MSU men's basketball team kicks off their season with a 7 p.m. matchup versus Brooklyn College tonight. Awesome. Thank you so much. And moving on into our top story today. From abcnews.go.com, Kyle Rittenhouse defends shootings, claiming self-defense. Key takeaways from day seven. Kyle Rittenhouse took the witness stand yesterday to testify in his own defense and broke down in sobs as he began to describe shooting three men too fatally in what he claimed was an act of self-defense. In a day of sky-high emotions and high stakes, the defense threatened to call for a mistral and the judge made a blistering accusations of low-blow antics by the state's lead attorneys. Rittenhouse claimed he went to Kenosha to provide first aid after looting and vandalism broke out after the shooting of Jacob Blake, a 29-year-old black man who was left paralyzed. Rittenhouse has pleaded not guilty to the felony charges of first-degree reckless homicide, first-degree intentional homicide, and attempted first-degree intentional homicide. He claims he shot and killed Joseph Rosenbaum, age 36, and 26-year-old Anthony Huber, and wounded 27-year-old Gage Krauggetz in self-defense. Rittenhouse reportedly said during his testimony, quote, I didn't intend to kill them. I intended to stop the people who were attacking me, end quote. Wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's insane, too. I mean, just the emotion behind it, number one, and two, the videos, because during the trial, uh, the court was shown videos of what happened, including uh, never-before-seen uh, what I believe was drone footage of uh, Kyle, sh- not me, obviously, uh, of Rittenhouse shooting um, another man. And uh, it's hard, like, obviously. It's hard to listen to. It, it it's is. very hard to it listen is. to. And I, especially, I can't imagine hearing him breaking down was easy to listen to, to no. anyone in that room. Yeah. And it, it's, it is hard to say, because this is a big case here. Like, mm-hmm. 
it self-defense or not two people are still have been shot and yeah. whether he really is telling the truth or self-defense or you know this is just what happens in court where he's trying to defend himself uh it's still a hard thing to go by and uh one they also called up um what was the name uh gage who was the one who uh was only wounded mm-hmm. by rittenhouse and he said um I, there was a video on the article and it said it, he was talking about it and he said uh, he heard the shots and he approached the shots and tried to de-escalate the situation. He pulled a gun and approached Kyle, which obviously Kyle acted in self-defense because in mm-hmm. first of all, this was hectic going on. Forget these four people. There was a whole bunch of mm-hmm. uh, protests and stuff going on. So obviously somebody approaches you with a gun. You got to think fast and I'm not defending Rittenhouse at all, mm. but there's easier ways to deescalate a situation than approaching somebody with a gun. I'm exactly. going to say that I'm not saying anybody deserves to be shot, obviously, yeah. but and, it also makes you think because, um, yes, you at first you think, OK, maybe he maybe it was just self-defense because right. of him sobbing in court. But then you have to also look at some of the other facts. For example, he did go to, fr- he did travel from one state to another. Other. Yes. With yeah. a, and he also, with he also AR. had a, he also was traveling to another state with a very large gun. Yeah. Yes. Like he there, went no from one, one state can, to another intentionally with yeah. that gun. So, you know, it makes you yeah. think, and he, was this intentional? It's mm. not like he had it, had it somewhere with him. He brought it while he was doing right. this. Yeah. So it's he, not like he picked it he, up. He knew that somewhere. there was a good chance that he would um, have to use he would, it. That yeah. he would have mm-hmm. to use it, whether in self-defense or just yeah. in any sort of situation. Right. Up why he was traveling in the first place? He's uh, he allegedly says it was first aid. Yeah, he was going there for first aid and to help. Like it, you're not yeah. you're not bringing a a gun to first a aid. gun yeah. to help first no aid. Way. That is the it's opposite. That is the opposite of what you want to do. And it hey brings guys, up the question, like, did he even carry, like, first hand. aid with him? Prob- who knows? But, yeah, why does he have that gun if he claims to have gone there to help people? Very true. That gun was not there to help people. No, it wasn't. No. I, and also, before, before we go on, obviously, these are all our own opinions. They do not reflect WMSC, the station, or Montclair at all. This is each one of us personally opinions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got that out of the way. Oh, yeah. But I, I will say, just to play devil's advocate here, he was going into a what I what I would, for lack of a better word, would call a high stakes area. Mm-hmm. So yeah, an AR-15 is probably overkill in any situation. But I still think like he knew he was going into something that was potentially dangerous. So maybe it was for self defense. But that being said, an AR-15 is a big gun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Other than that, Laura, want to take us away to our next story? Oh, yeah. We'll talk about Joe. So President Biden is to sign a one trillion infrastructure bill on Monday. President Joe Biden will sign into law the largest federal investment in infrastructure in more than a decade. In a statement, the administration said Biden will be joined in a signing ceremony by members of Congress who helped write the one trillion piece of legislation. Biden's signature will make the Infrastructure Investment and Job Act law 10 days after the House passed the bipartisan piece of legislation. Some improvements of the infrastructure bill will focus on and include millions of good paying union jobs for working people, improvements on our ports and transportation systems that strengthen supply chains, 
and investments in clean energy infrastructure, et cetera. <laughs> cool. So this is like official now because yeah. we've been covering the story for a while. Like these whole I have the pleasure bill. to tell you it's official awesome. on Monday. <laughs> Luna day. Mar no, not Martes. That's Spanish. You good? No. Okay. <laughs> Lunas. That's what it is in Spanish. All right. So it's going through. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I always go back whenever the story comes up, I always go back to one trillion is a lot of dollars. How many billions is that? Nine hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh I don't, yeah, I guess 999. No, 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 no. It's just 1 trillion. Yeah, it's 1 trillion. Yeah. Don't confuse me. Numbers are hard. Yeah. Numbers are hard in the Kenny's morning. the math major, not me. I draw mm. pictures for a living. Nice. <laughs> I film, I film stuff right. for a living. Yeah. That's oh, cool. right. You're film, right? Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, all the stuff you've mentioned, you know, the jobs, union jobs, improvements in ports, transportation systems, all that is awesome. So obviously yeah. there's a lot going into this bill uh, that, you know, in a sense justifies the outrageous, for lack of a better word, price tag mm -hmm. that comes with it. Oh, that being yeah. said, where are we getting this money? I don't know. No idea. I, I know like, you know, money is important. And it's stuff. from we the people. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know, but that I don't know either. Yeah, yeah it's, I thought the US was in like. I, I thought we were in like three of trillion debt. dollars of debt or something. Yeah, like so we're, just, we're just getting we money like four trillion dollars in money debt. Something so we're just like getting. <laughs> no. We're just getting more money yet. There's just more money. Where is this money coming yeah, from? I don't know. <laughs> All right. I have the US national debt like clock here. Oh, so no. it's updating in real time. Ooh. And I'm looking at one thousand million, $28 trillion in debt and counting. Nice. Almost I think 29 you should, trillion. You should add a trillion to that, actually. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Probably. So, yeah, we're already almost $29 trillion in the hole. I don't know where this next trillion is coming from. But I'm also not a political science major. Mm. So I don't know if that's how this works. Oh, I don't either. I, I don't yeah. think like we we go to a foreign country and be like we will take this bill and in return pay you a trillion dollars like in a store. Mm. So that's probably not right. I would I I don't want to say I'm excited to see how this pl will play out, but I'm interested in seeing how it will play out. Yes. Are you excited? No, no. Well, mm, I wouldn't use the word excited. I'm intrigued. Yes, thank you. That's the synonym I was looking for. Yeah. It'll be intriguing. Well, you said it goes into effect Monday, correct? Yes. All right. Well, I guess we can only wait till then to find out. Exactly. But until that time, we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we have news on Governor Murphy and the mask mandate, which might expire sooner than you think. So stay tuned for that. Um, the mask mandate ends, at least for high school students, on January 11th. Um, each district can probably make their own call. The, the way I see this is there's not going to be there's not going to be any like federal or statewide mandate saying masks are no longer required. It's going to be a it's no longer a mandate. Schools can make their own rules, but they are allowed to no longer require. It. Does that make sense? Yeah. OK, I think I got it. All right. 
Let's try it again. So for all parents, I strongly encourage you to get your child vaccinated against COVID. When I look back at our announcement over the summer that our schools would begin the academic year with a masking requirement in place, by the way, a requirement that gave none of us any joy, one of the reasons was that our youngest students were not yet eligible for vaccinations. Well, now they are. And with each child who gets vaccinated and enters a classroom with an educator who was vaccinated and sits among their peers who are vaccinated, the closer we get to this requirement. All right. <laughs> so that's what Murphy had to say. Yes. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is like, it makes you think, you know, how closer we are to getting too normal. Because, yeah. you know, I, I also read a different story um, on NG News that the numbers are lowering for COVID cases. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's a big help from the vaccine. I think so, too. And I read I also read that New York is one of the lowest when originally we were one of the highest. We were. So that progress is just it great in itself. It tells you how far we've gone. Yeah. Since COVID a few started. weeks ago, we reached the transmission rate of absolute zero. So that I mean, that was like that might have still been the summer, but I, it still goes to show we are making progress because we've had a period of time where there wasn't anything mm -hmm. which was really good and now we're getting into a sense where we might be back to even more normal because i i consider it lucky that we're here right now exactly i agree that we can be in studio doing this show live uh granted with some restrictions obviously but the fact that we can do this and maybe soon depending on what the university says because as we established this article doesn't mention universities in the state, we might soon be able to, you might be able to see our entire beautiful faces. <laughs> Contacts closed. Yes. We don't have to Actually, I mean, we're, we're radio, so regardless, you wouldn't yeah. even know. If you're watching us on Facebook, yeah, you if, will get to see If you're watching us on Facebook, but, One you know, for 90% <laughs> of the other shows that this uh, station produces or puts out, uh, yeah, you'll just be hearing us all the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It'll be great. We're just gonna be now that we at some point no more mask. now, but at some point we'll be able to tell people, hey, if you can't tell, I'm smiling. No, no mask fishing anymore, too. <laughs> no mask oh, fishing. Goodness. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you know a lot about that, you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, GT, you would too. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. We are mm -hmm. uh, with that being said, we can only wait till January 11th to figure out what's going to happen. Time and do shall tell. It shall. And we'll see what Montclair decides once it's no longer mandated. But until and, then, speaking of Montclair, uh, what's going on in this beautiful town? I was going to say, speaking of time. Oh, that too. Yeah. Montclair's Lamp for Haiti turns 15 years old. Lamp for Haiti, a nonprofit based in Montclair that provides medical care, such as ultrasounds, digital x-rays, and nutrition programs, as well as humanitarian assistance in Haiti is celebrating its 15 year anniversary with a gala in town this weekend. Lamp for Haiti was formed in 2006 by Montclair resident, Dr. James Morgan. Its primary focus is to deliver healthcare to city, CA Seoul, I'm sorry, one of the poorest and most dangerous shanty towns in the country. Morgan went there on a trip for a couple of weeks and continued to stay interested in Haiti ever since. Morgan and his team decided in the summer of 2006 to continue their work in City de Sol. I'm sorry. Cité Sol. I got it. And to engage local residents, church leaders, and heads of schools to gain the trust of the community, which has um, seen several medical projects come and go. 
That's cool. awesome. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we could end this kind of newsy, would you say, on a good note? The hard news? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brain, definitely. Brain no work in the morning. It's okay. Oh. My brain doesn't work at all. <laughs> We all just have one brain cell. Yes, that we exactly. share. I share one brain cell this morning. Oh yeah, but that's really cool. Yeah, like not only is of course a nonprofit been going for fifteen years, but it's one in this very town. Mm-hmm. And... I I've been interested until until about five minutes ago. So yeah, yeah. I I didn't know about it either. And I had no idea what this was. Another, I think it's good that we're talking about it because it deserves the recognition, and it's yes, important. Definitely. And the thing yeah. is, like, this almost didn't happen. According to Dr. James Morgan, who, like you said, founded it, mm-hmm. uh, he said, quote, when I came back to the U.S. from the trip, all I wanted to do was sort of leave it behind me, quite frankly. But there was something that I was just unable to shake for better or for worse, end quote. So, like. Meant to be. Yeah, exactly. It's If any of you believe in fate, this is, I, I feel like this is a pretty good example of it right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just find it interesting, you know, ultrasounds x-rays it, these are things people will need you know yeah and it's mm-hmm. stuff we take for granted especially yeah. in haiti a place that has uh is known for a lot of the earthquakes right it's important that they have uh things like this so that people can look at their injuries and yeah in case you know god forbid another another thing like this happens yeah because you know you need to act quick in uh before and after a natural disaster to per- before obviously to prevent as many uh injuries or casualties as possible and after to you know find recover survivors treat Mm -hmm. the wounded stuff like that and the fact that uh they've been doing this for 15 years is pretty good it's a long time yeah it's a long time are you 14 year olds listening this morning (laughs) (laughs) this organization is older than you no i'm kidding kidding. i mean you're not i'm not i'm correct (laughs) yeah the, the more you know we oh, we need a more the more you know sound effect like reading rainbow. I'll I'll uh, talk to Kenny after <laughs> reading rainbow after the show. Thank the more you. you know, star passes by. <laughs> yes. You know the visual aid for An our aud- audio show. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Amazing. You can just do the more you know. I stole that rainbow. One. I stole that one from Ryan Trick. Um. <laughs> wow. It'd be like that though. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. He said it exactly to me because one of the times we were doing Zoom, um, Zoom morning buzz. I had an idea because I was newscaster once. And so for the weather, I turned my entire computer toward my window and reported the weather <laughs> from my window. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Not like that it. anyone was able to see through Zoom. Facebook uh, through, Live. Yeah, exactly. Like, Only Facebook Live. live. Kyle's window. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. What was the weather like? That was just a normal day. Uh, yeah. Okay, what kind of no- was it? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. We have money for the extended weather. Exactly. Later. I am here for that. I worked hard on We can't we can't turn your camera to look at the window though. Also, we don't have windows in here. That's why I said our visual aid. We have no windows. I'm sorry. Yeah, JT (laughs) has the the podcast, the recording room, right? Yeah, he's literally sitting in front of the sunrise right now. Watching that sunrise. It's It's amazing. It has to be amazing. (laughs) We get pictures though. (laughs) There's not there's nothing in here. There's oh just gray. It says, do not grab the mics, and that's it. <laughs> There's also paper towels, so. Okay, that's good. You know what, just in case. You never know what's good. You never know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And as mentioned before, we're going to have Monty back with our extended weather. Claire. 
the Thursday Morning Buzz, Fall 2021. I'm your host, Kyle Pepitone, co-host, Lara Zaccardi, newscasters, Madi Zuniga and Kelly Marr, music segment host, JT Bathia, and our sportscaster, Tanner Price. Boy, that is a mouthful. I'm used to saying, like, three, four names. I got to cover <laughs> six today. Yeah. <laughs> They're working extra hard today. Yeah, working extra hard. <laughs> it's that kind you of you got everybody at the Oh, Yeah, I mean, uh, who, uh, we have Annabella, who runs the station. We have the ghost of Isaiah. The ghost of Isaiah, ghost of Isaiah, the ghost of Kenny, who aren't actually here hopefully right now, Kenny but I feel like sleeping. we should mention them. Yeah, hopefully Kenneth is asleep. Just re- Yeah, hopefully. We just run through our entire radio SMT for no reason. <laughs> So Why the not? Entire, the entire use uh, code Ben. Just, just every, just everyone. Oh, no. just every member of the station. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Just looking at the Discord, it's like, like upwards a, of three hundred uh, people. Yeah, like, I was just saying, you should read uh, all, cred- all credits the credits list at uh, the end of a movie, like the credits. Oh, no. oh my god! <laughs> executive, <laughs> executive producer Isaiah Ramirez, uh, lighting person. I don't know. I can't. Lighting person. That. We're audience. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. For for what video are we Facebook? Well, yes, who turned on the lights? They get the lighting credits. And that was mm. me. Okay. But when we started or when we went on break, I promised you an extended weather forecast from the one and only Madi. Madi, give us the weather. Here is your extended weather. Today mm. will be partly cloudy with a high 69 and a low 55. Make sure to grab an umbrella tomorrow. There's going to be a 90, 96% chance of rain with a high of 64 and a low of 39. Saturday will continue the trend with a 50% chance of rain with a high of 58 and a low of 35. Sunday will end the cycle of rain and will be much cooler with a high of 50 and a low of 34. Monday, throw on that thick flannel because it will be partly cloudy with a high of 50 and a low of 35. Tuesday will follow Monday's pattern with a high of 50 and a low of 35. And Wednesday will be slightly warmer with a high of 56 and a low of 42. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And right now we have an interview done by, like I said, our assistant producer, Isaiah Ramirez, with Miguel Fuller, the host for the morning show on Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. That being said. Sounds good. Yep. Um, we have it pulling up right now. Please stand by. We are standing by. It's nice. nothing but technical difficulties today. It's a lovely morning for technical Just the morning buzz. Blame, blame the Montclair Wi-Fi. <laughs> blame Rocky. <laughs> blame, I always blame Rocky for everything. Why? He what is he everywhere. Do? I don't He's everywhere. And I'm upset. He's in watching us short. right now. Yeah. Rocky is just everywhere. I mean, on Instagram, can I be Rocky? He told me I had to measure up to be the biggest bird on campus. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. With that being said. With that being said, here's the interview with Miguel Fuller by Isaiah Ramirez. Up from Montclair, and we have a special guest all the way from the sunny state of Florida. I'm jealous of the weather. I've been jealous. We have Miguel Fuller. How are you doing, sir? Wonderful. And I will tell you that the weather is fantastic. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's uh, 70 degrees, no humidity. Uh, It was like chilly for us this morning, but you can definitely wear shorts today. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt while you are in a nice tropical themed button up. The jealousy (laughs) is real, but I will say I'm going on vacation to Puerto Rico soon. So, you know, there's levels to it, you know? 
Absolutely. You know, I got to take my small wins. (laughs) So you are on here, the show. You are a radio host yourself in the mornings. Mm -hmm. Tell me how exactly you got started on your journey through radio. Yeah, so I've always been interested in entertaining people and being some sort of entertainer. Uh, But when I was younger, I really focused in on audio. There was something really special that spoke to me about it. Um, Like when I was younger, way back before, you would probably remember when there were tape players, cassette tape players, (laughs) and I would, uh, you know, like take a song off the radio, record myself talking between the songs. I would like lock myself in my room and record a morning show of me being like the host and the guest and the co-host. And my mom thought that something was wrong with me because I would just be playing all these different voices. And she was like, what is wrong with my son? Um, And then in middle school, we had a uh, radio station that went a mile around our uh, campus. And so I joined the middle school radio station where we just basically read the lunch menu and the announcements. And then I had a high school radio station that I got to be a part of and help craft that, that broadcasted just to the cafeteria. And then when I got to college, I did radio there and I got to work at this like classic rock South Georgia radio station. And as a uh, black man, as a gay black man, I was like, well, I got to get my foot in the door somehow. If this is it, I'm gonna work at the big dog. And so that was like my first, first foot into professional radio. And then I went on to study it at a Georgia Southern University and worked part-time in Savannah at what was then Clear Channel Radio, which is now iHeart Media. And then that just started, set my professional career into gear. Wow, what a transition for that little college radio um, from what they play and who you are. Definitely interesting there. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So you obviously are a morning show host yourself, and I'm, I've always wondered this about other hosts, but what is the process for you in getting ready for that show? And then also how you run your show as well. Yeah, so it's changed through the years where uh, I used to, when I first started, I would like wake up, you know, 30 minutes before the show, and we'd sort of prep as we went along And now as I've gotten older in a a bigger market, there's more at stake. Um, And plus two, just, I I now know more about how I like to work. So I like to get there super early. So I get there about two hours before the show starts. Um, And so throughout the day, like this afternoon, like I just got home from work now. And so I will sort of take my time and I'll see a story here or, something will happen to me during the day or one of my co-hosts or our producer will text me something. And so it's sort of like I get together these little puzzle pieces throughout the day of pop culture and life things. And so then when I get there in the morning around 4.15, I then start putting all those puzzle pieces together about, all right, so my producer Scott had something interesting that happened to him on a side hustle uh, this weekend because he DJs weddings. And then my co-host Holly had something crazy happen with her eight-year-old daughter this weekend. And then my fiance and I did something. So then I sort of, then with that, we have all the pop culture things that may have happened. So then I sort of put together those puzzle pieces. Um, and then you, I write teases and craft how I want to tease everything out. 
And then it sort of lays out the show. I sort of create the master plan. And then uh, Scott, my producer, he comes in around five and he starts gathering audio and editing any phone calls that we wanted to play back from the day before, anything that we recorded. And then Holly gets in around 5.30 and then she starts putting together the trending report um, and seeing what happened overnight, what happened yesterday that we need to talk about, what are the top things we need to cover. Um, and so then we start around 5.50 and then we're off and running. Wow, that's, so what time do you wake up um, to start your day? 3.15 in the morning. 3.15, wow, that is, I thought when I got up it was early, but 3.15, how do you, some people drink coffee, some people drink tea. What is your natural kind of energizer for you? So it's changed through the years. When I first started, um, I could not do coffee. I thought coffee was bitter. It was gross. And I was like, Ugh. and I'm, I'm always trying to be more healthy, especially waking up at this hour. So I used to drink crystal light energy drink and water. And I was like, well, this is good. I'm getting my water in for the day. And then there's this little thing called aspartame that would just gut punch my stomach. Um, and so I had to stop that. And then I found this sort of like natural energy caf caffeinated thing called Spark. Uh, so I did that for a little bit. And then you realize you build up a tolerance. And so you got to add to the reinforcements. And so about two years ago, one of our producers that no longer worked for us, he, he turned me on to cold brew coffee. So mm. now I'm a coffee drinker. And hey, welcome to the club. Oh, I I'll show you right now. Come on, join <laughs> us. I said that I always was like, you'll never be a coffee drinker. You're going to be just naturally energetic and you're going to have life. And then when you hit 30, your body's like, ha that's what you thought. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it happened a lot earlier for me. <laughs> I, I think it hit when, um, probably 19. It's like, you're going to become a coffee drinker now. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I held off as long as I could. So now I have my, my cold brew coffee every morning. I, I give you the credit. I will say uh, something I've noticed is, so right, I'm a senior, kind of a senior. Anyways, so a lot of our uh, newscasters and sportscasters, they come in and they're freshmen or sophomore. And what I've noticed is that all of them drink monster energy at like six in the morning. And I'm just like, no, how can no, you do this no. to your body so early? You're still so young. Yes, that is a, uh, uh, a full collision course mm -hmm. crashing hard. Because hard. what happens is you build up that tolerance and you're like, well, if I have one monster drink, let me have two. Yeah. Let me have another monster drink. And then before you know it, your heart is like beating out of your chest, mm -hmm. like your cartoon, and then you're passed out. <laughs> so it's like you just, and then, you know, and then honestly, there are just some days where, you know what, we're humans and I'm just going to be tired. I've, yeah. had, I've had my coffee. I've tried to wake up. And that's one of the hardest things as a recovering perfectionist is that some days I'm just going to be tired. I can eat right, I can sleep well, but then some days your body's just like, nope, my, I am not in the game today. And you just gotta fake it till you make it. Absolutely. <laughs> so what I've noticed in, in what makes a good radio show or any show in general is the chemistry between hosts. And I feel a lot of times, at least from my personal experience, 
you can normally tell when you have really good chemistry with the person by your first interaction with them. And so I was wondering from your perspective, for your chemistry, did that naturally click with Holly or is that something you guys built over time? So it was natural. Um, we've been working together for a long time. Um, we started, so at the time it was the fall of 2000, no, it was the spring of 2008. I was working in Savannah. Holly had just started working with um, an old classmate of mine um, from college who had gotten a job hosting a morning show in Panama City the year before. And a few months later, he put out a call to find a co-host. Holly was in Ohio. She applied, came down, you know, and was like, I've never been to Florida before. I think once for a cruise. Um, and she was like, let's go, whatever. I'm in my 20s. Let's go for it. That's what we do in radio. So she went down. It was the two of them for a few months. I was in Savannah, had just graduated college. And I was just miserable at my first job. It was not what I was expecting. And just, I wasn't a right fit for where I was. And I was trying to apply for jobs all over the country. Well, there was this morning show convention that used to happen where some of our mentors that we had sort of been idolizing were gonna be at this conference, but you could only go if you were on a morning show. So we lied and said that I was on, I lived in Panama City, even though I lived in Savannah, we said I was part of the morning show. So I met them, um, I don't even remember what city it was. Oh, it was Charlotte where the morning show conference was. Uh, I drove up there, they drove from Panama City. I drove from Savannah, met them and we pretended like we were a morning show. Well, that was the first time I met Holly. And the first night after we went to the little reception and everyone was like, oh, so tell us about this morning show. And I was just like, mm-hmm, it's real fun. <laughs> My first time meeting Holly. Uh, and that night we went out to dinner and we had some drinks and we instantly, the three of us were like, wow, this could be a show. We've never even thought about Miguel coming here. So we worked out with the bosses that be. And so we, I ended up moving to Panama City. Well, in order for me to move, they were like, we don't have any moving money. We don't have any part-time money or any full-time money. So we can make you part-time in hopes that a full-time job will come open. And I was so miserable at the time where I was, I was like, all right, let's do it. Well, because I was gonna be part-time, I couldn't afford rent. So only meeting Holly once, I moved from Savannah and moved right in with Holly. And it could have been a recipe for disaster. <laughs> instantly, we became best friends and we knew that like, all right, we're gonna be working together in some capacity for a long time. And that was all the way back in July of 2008. Wow, that's great though. What are the odds that it worked out, you know? I mean, cause anybody else, it probably wouldn't have worked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, you know, when you know, like our current producer, Scott, he was a promotions assistant. And uh, I was about two or three years ago, we were at a live broadcast and I pulled up as the talent and they had all the table and tent set up. And one of the older uh, promotions assistants, they were like, hey, Miguel, Scott's new. He's interested in being on the air. And most of the promotion assistants aren't. And I was like, oh my God, well, tell me about your interest and what do you want to do? And as soon as he started talking, I was like, there is something there. 
There is something there. We're going to gel with him. So I was like, hey, come to the studio, come hang out, see, you know, and ask, feel free to ask some questions. So this is what you want to do. And he never left. Wow. Another one. You see, that's why it's just sometimes when it feels right, it feels right. And that's, I think that's the key to a really good show is if you just naturally everything clicks. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There is yeah. a lot of science that goes behind, uh, you know, crafting the perfect tease and the placement of a certain segment. But then there's just intangible magic that just happens mm -hmm. that you cannot put a name or label on it. You just know it when it's happening and you can feel it. And it's like this, I always describe it as this like crackle in the air when everyone's laughing, you're firing all cylinders and you're like, yes, this is what a radio show is supposed to be doing. So now when looking at jobs, they don't just look at how are your ratings? They look at your social interaction. Are you talking? Are you creating content on your own? Are you uh, interacting with your audience that's responding to it? You know, do you produce content regularly? How do you present yourself? So it's sort of a good thing and a bad thing because you all have these tools at your disposal of being able to showcase your personality and create an audience already on your own. But then at the same time, it sucks because like you don't have someone to teach you how to do that. So we had the the thankfully be able to come up and like learn how to do those things on the radio. And then we transfer them to social media. But you all kind of have to do the reverse, do it on social media to show, hey, I've got a following. Like on our promotions team right now, we have a guy that has like 700,000 TikTok followers. And I was like, well, let me take my little 6,000 yeah. on my TikTok and go sit down. But like, that's an upper hand. So now he's great at telling stories on TikTok. If he wants to be on the air, he has to now transfer those skills to on air. So just sort of doing all of those together by putting your foot in the door and then already like cultivating that personality on social media to show what makes you special. Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for like, in radio, we can teach anybody how to speak with a good voice, how to say the right things, but no one can teach you how to be a personality. That's the intangible part that you have to bring to the table and showcase on your social media. Right. Uh, that does conclude our interview though. Thank you so much, Miguel Fowler, for coming in on the show. We appreciate you. And who knows, maybe one day you'll even return to the show, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, enjoy it. Back to you guys in the studio. Welcome back everyone to the on behalf of isaiah i do want to say thank you miguel that was awesome that was really i enjoyed awesome. it me too i like towards good. the end he was talking about um how social media has yeah. had such an impact on yeah. all of us and mm -hmm. how to literally trans like transpose the social media to the radio it's just really interesting yeah. to see. no definitely and i think that's i mean that's just uh, cemented in Mm -hmm. work now they like it's been a part of like getting a job for a whole point uh for a long time like you gotta you know make sure you're not doing anything they don't like on your social media but now in um what are they called positions like this in mm -hmm. fields like radio and other creative things it's exactly what he said you had they want to see you doing stuff on your own and seeing what skills you have before you start working for them which mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to put out my personal opinion and say I don't love it too much. 
I don't like because it's I can't keep up with social media, <laughs> but that's a topic for another day. Right now, we got JT Bathia here, our music segment host, here to give us the latest on music news. JT, what's happening in the music world? Hello. Can you all hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. That is perfect. So today I'm going to start off with one of my favorite portions of the music segment today in music. In 1999, a teenage Britney Spears won for Best Female, Best Pop, Breakthrough Artist, and Best Song for Baby One More Time at the MTV Europe Music Awards in Dublin. I uh, claim to be a Britney Spears fan, and that is a big lie. I do not know much about Spears. Um, moving on. In 1993, James Brown appeared on the episode of The Simpsons, one of the longest-running cartoons that I think is long overdue. Just needs to stop. We're at, what, 21 seasons now. What more can you do? They've predicted everything. They predicted the end of the world. But, yeah, James Brown did that in 1993. And in 2008, the then 18-year-old Taylor Swift released her second album, Fearless, which went on to sell over 10 million copies in America. Standout tracks include Love Story and You Belong With Me. And I believe that it's especially interesting news because big news tomorrow, she releases her first album where she owns all of her music, which is big. This was explained to me yesterday by (laughs) party. Which album is it, JT? Ooh, ooh, it's red. Yes. Now, is it her Wait. first or second album where she owns the music? I, this is her second. Yeah. Second? Her first okay. was Fearless. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What is she just releasing the album again? Yeah. It's because um, she doesn't have the rights yeah. to her music, so this other guy basically has. So it's the same. It's just the same music. There's nothing anything new. She she's just re- sings it. Yeah, she's re-releasing it. And, you know, there's obviously a voice difference because she is older now. She's calling it, like, yeah. Taylor's version. Yeah, making it her own thing. Because it is Taylor's version. And uh, I was explained to yesterday because I thought the same thing. Apparently, she's putting out, like, volts from the Volt songs along with it. So there's going to be more on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to say I'm excited, but I don't know what I'm doing at 12. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's, saying I'm looking forward to it, we but I just know that I will definitely give it a listen. Oh, yeah. I respect Taylor Swift as an artist. Um, nine-year-old me had a huge crush on her, so I probably have to be loyal because of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll probably give it a listen. I don't know. I got to see what I'm doing. If I'm, you know, I'll see if I can pencil it in. And <laughs> <laughs> Billboard news. Um, not much has changed chart-wise for the past couple of weeks. It's been the same artist. Nothing much has changed. So I decided to switch it up and look into some other charting games. And according to Billboard, the top five artists of today are Ed Sheeran, Drake, Adele, Doja Cat, and Olivia Rodrigo. The Ed Sheeran one surprised me because somewhere down the line, he dropped another album, and I never heard about it. He dropped <laughs> the... He completed the saga of his math equation albums. Uh, That's that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if it was just another math symbol. It's equals. Nice. I I feel like that's just the full circle. I think think he forgot. I saw someone say that he forgot uh, there hasn't been one with a subtraction symbol. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the Fibonacci sequence. Oh, God. <laughs> get parentheses next. <laughs> Pem, he just goes through all PEMDAS. <gasps> oh yeah, yes. yeah. The, ex, the Exponent album by Ed Sheeran. You put it, you put it together and it's just a long PEMDAS equation. <laughs> I like the idea of the Exponent album and instead of like front and center, the, there's just a little thing in the top corner. There's just a two, there's just a two exactly. in the top of it. I just Side know, Kenny just has to be crying right now because I, love, I know how much he hates math now. Multiply... <laughs> And JT, what else is going on in Billboard? Um, while I looked at the weekly charts, or something I've been seeing is K Park is K K pop. I said K Park. I don't know why. K pop is seeing a lot of chart love this week, seeing that BTS member and their member Jin, along with Blackpink Salisa, have many songs topping the charts. Um, you got Butter. There's a couple of songs by Jen. I hope I'm saying that name right. You are saying his name yep, right. Thank you. Thank you. That makes me feel so much better. Um, <laughs> uh, Blackpink's Lisa. Uh, I know a couple of them went viral on TikTok. Uh, La Lisa, I believe, is one of them. Mm-hmm. Money's another one. But yeah, like this week, like there's a spot on Billboard and it says this week's trending. And about five out of ten I saw were all. K-pop, so I believe that was something wow. worth mentioning. Nice. Um, so now we move on to our top stories today in music. Brace yourselves. I got a couple of randos. <laughs> um, first off, Diana Ross has made her return to music after just 15 years. For over six decades, Diana Ross has been an undoubtable musical legend working with names such as my personal favorite, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, and the Supremes. And she just released her 25th studio album, which is called Thank You. It marks Ross's first studio album since 2006, I Love You, and first original material since 1999's Every Day is a New Day. Moving on in some more dark uh, topic news. In the wake of the Travis Scott Astroworld tragedy, Texas Governor Greg Abbott forms a concert safety task force. The new group will include law enforcement representatives, safety experts, music industry le- leaders, and many more, according to Billboard. That is one of the most sensible things Texas has done in years. And I am very proud of them. This is something that I don't know why we waited this long to come up for anyway, but in light of recent events, I guess they figured might as well do something that makes sense in Texas. And lastly, get ready. This is not a drill. Mariah Carey has a McDonald's meal. Yes, that is correct. The creator of All I Want for Christmas Earworm, self-dubbed queen of music, has teamed up with McDonald's and is preparing to launch a holiday-themed, get ready for it, Mariah menu. Not in the form of a specific meal like the traffic patty or the sweetie meal or the BTS box, but this entire menu of goodies for 12 days leading up to Christmas. (laughs) So the queen of Christmas has her own menu. Like, she doesn't just have a meal. I can't get away away from that song. And I'm not going to be able to go McDonald's. She's defrosted. She's ready. The Big Time Rush version 
superior in so many ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Second that's still true. Or my chemical romance version. Oh my god, that one that one pains me. Right I away. brought this up to my I love Oh, you're right talking away. about covers of the song. I thought you were still talking about McDonald's oh, menus. No. I, oh, gonna, imagine. Like, I wish <laughs> MCR I has a McDonald's menu. I, yeah. I wonder is it, is it like a Where have I been? Instead? <laughs> oh no. I brought this up to my roommate yesterday and he said the funniest thing. He said Half of these mad people that come out with my McDonald's meal, I guarantee you, they don't eat McDonald's. No. Yeah. Probably not. I feel like they're pain? I feel like they're older millennials and younger Gen X that are coming up with the, this kind of this yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't hey, what's eat appeal to the younger generation. Or maybe they're hiring the youth. Okay, well, I'm gonna say mean... this is not the way to appeal to a younger that's generation. Don't need... See, that's why I say the millennials. McDonald's. No, no, see, this is what they're doing. Their plan is, you know, this is just my opinion that the first few are all related to the youth, but now, because since their parents have to drive them, now they're trying to relate to the parents, maybe. Oh my god. That's my theory. So we don't, definitely, I don't want, I don't want a musician meal from McDonald's. I just want them to stir my McFlurry when I order it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's, 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 tenor, tenor, that's not possible because the McFlurry machine is broken. It's I know, broken. but even when they start, it, even when it works, it doesn't work. Fun fact about that, a common misconception, but a majority of time when McDonald's tells you that the machine is broken, they're just cleaning it. They have to clean that thing once an hour. I learned that working once at McDonald's. an hour? Yeah. I just want... Wait, I learned that working for McDonald's for five months before they pissed me off and I ran out the door. Am I allowed to say that? Yikes. Yeah, I think you're good. Does Mariah Carey have a McFlurry? I have no idea. I do want to let you know, the all I want for Christmas is you, whatever the song title is, has been around since 1994. This is not appealing to any new generation. <laughs> See, that's why I say they're millennials. Yes. So <laughs> Thank you. here at 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair. Uh, I mean, I personally wish anybody who tries out that meal, I wish them luck. She does not have a McFlurry, by the way. Ah, unfortunate. <laughs> it could have um, been the it- McCarry. <laughs> That was too good. That was bad. C plus. I'll give you a C plus. I'll take it. That being said, we'll give it a B. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that being said, we will take a quick break before we move on to the second hour of the show here on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. You have made it to hour two of the morning buzz. This is where things get fun, things get good. And by that, I mean we good as in wholesome like the, the good news stories the ones you want to start your day off with that being said i am kyle pepitone filling in for the regular thursday host kenny horn here with my co-host lara zaccardi Madi zuniga and kelly marr our two newscasters our music host segment jt bathia and our sportscaster tanner price and before we go into anything kelly you have us a, a newscast correct yes all right what's it say Kyle Rittenhouse took the stand Wednesday at his homicide trial in Kenosha, Wisconsin. When his attorneys were questioning him about why he shot the first victim, he broke down in tears. Rittenhouse said, quote, I didn't do anything wrong. I was defending myself, end quote. Governor Phil Murphy is taking action to secure New Jersey's clean energy future and protect the environment from the effects of climate change. He signed an executive order to strengthen New Jersey's path to achieve an 80% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Governor Murphy said, quote, we must meet the devastating impacts of global warming and climate change with bold intentional action, end quote. Montclair State celebrated National First Generation College Student Day yesterday. 
It was sponsored by EOF and the Office for Social Justice and Diversity. First generation student Natalie Torres said, quote, if not for EOF, I would not be here, end quote. Today's forecast is sunny with a high of 59 and a low of 39. The humidity level is 66% with an AQI of 24, so the air quality is good. Awesome. Thank you so much. And moving on to our sports cast with Tanner. Tanner, what's going on in the world of sports? The second half of the NFL season begins tonight when Lamar Jackson and the Ravens travel to Miami to take on a struggling Dolphins team. The biggest question around the NFL last week has not been answered yet. Who will sign Odell Beckham Jr.? The Packers, Patriots, and Saints, among others, reportedly have interest in the veteran receiver. Ex-Raiders wide receiver was formally charged after the fatal car crash last week and could face at least 50 years in jail. The Knicks fell to 7-5 after a 112-100 loss to the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. Derrick Rose led the Knicks with 22 points and 7 assists. The Nets didn't, didn't need any late magic in Orlando, where they easily beat the Magic 123-90 and improved to 8-4. Kevin Durant led the Nets in points with 30, while James Harden led in rebounds and assists with 11 in each category. The Devils and Islanders square up for the first time of three meetings this season. The Devils come into the matchup 6-3-2, while the Islanders come in at 5-3-2. Anaheim Ducks general manager Bob Murray has resigned after, after an investigation into complaints about professional conduct. He will enter an alcohol abuse program and Jeff Solomon will enter the role Murray has held since 2008. The MLB offseason has begun, and both New York teams are expected to be big players this year. The Yankees have already begun their offseason as well. Signing pitcher Jolie Rodriguez to a one-year, $2 million deal yesterday. And the Yankees have also shown an interest in trading for Oakland Athletics first baseman Matt Olson, among others. The Mets are still searching for a front office, but a candidate has emerged. Current lawyer and former Nationals executive Adam Cromie has reportedly had a face-to-face conversation with Mets owner Steve Cohen. In soccer, Paris Saint-Germain's women's player Aminata Diallo was arrested yesterday after an alleged Tanya Harding-style attack. An article in the Hill.com describes the situation when two men attacked Kira Amawi, after a November 4th team gathering. After, after the gathering, two men hired by Diallo put Amawi, pulled her from her car, and proceeded to beat her legs with an iron bar. The alleged motive was that Amawi was getting more playing time than Diallo was. The MSU men's basketball team kicks off their season tonight with a 7 p.m. matchup versus Brooklyn College. Awesome. Thank you so much. And now we cannot begin the second hour of the Morning Buzz. And I think we got a nice story to warm your hearts in this. Kelly, would you say 39 degree weather? 39. Low 39. Uh, it's a little cold. <laughs> a little, just a little bit. It was, yeah. 30, it, was, it was 37 when I was walking here on, on my app. Yeah. Not, not fun. Not fun. That being said, According to APNews.com, a man earns his PhD fulfilling his dreams of being a physicist at age 89. An 89-year-old Rhode Island man has been awarded, rewarded with earning his PhD and becoming a physicist. This took decades working toward and nearly a lifetime thinking about. 
Manfred Steiner recently received his degree from Brown University in Providence. Steiner cherishes this degree because it's what he has always wanted and, became, and because he overcame health problems that could have derailed his studies. He earned his medical degree from the University of Vienna in 1955, then moved to the United States just a few weeks later, where he studied blood and blood disorders. He then studied hematology at Tufts University and studied biochem at MIT, then became a hematologist at Brown University, and then became a professor from 1985 to 1994. In conclusion, this man now has four degrees, and he started his PhD in 2007. Wholesome. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Right? This brings the idea of like it's never late too late to go back to school or even like too late to follow your dreams. Exactly. You be too old to follow your dreams. I love getting inspirational in the morning yeah. bus here. Totally. If you dream it, you bus. can do it. Uh, I, I like Madi's take on the story a little bit better. I was yeah. literally just gonna come and say I can barely complete an art degree, much less <laughs> yeah, yeah. medical degrees. Right, you, you see, I didn't want to say that, that either, but I wonder if uh he joined the uh, school swim team. Dive team. Does it? No one gets that. Oh my! No one gets that. No. Right. No, no. Sorry. No one's ever seen Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield. No, no I'm not. Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, uh, sorry. I just sorry. I thought of a good damn. Yeah, I was damn. just in the corner, like putting his head down. <laughs> just whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I think we need a whoosh sound effect, uh, like the old whoosh. Apple so, notification. Uh, let's see. Do we have one? <laughs> Best I. No, we don't. Best I can Rats. do is this. <laughs> I love Bonk. that sound effect. Look at the head and the sound that my head makes when it hits the bedpost on the bed. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anyway, <laughs> but like, okay, I'm not a physicist or a medical student or anything, but I know not only are these degrees ridiculously hard to take to get. They also require they I'm pretty sure they require more years of schooling than average, right? Oh, 100 because you have and to he go. has how many four of them? These four. years alone yeah. tell you how long it takes. Yeah, but he just now, you know, so that's 80 was 89 years yeah. old. That's amazing. I mean, so let's see. I've been, he has 16 years of school. Plus I've been here. I've been I've been here for about two and a half months. And, and it's, it's very and I felt that it's a very long time so far. This guy's yeah. doing 16 years, and he was also a professor for nine years. Yeah, that's this a long time. Give you some how do you how right? do you spend much time in college without going insane? Um, you were a professor and a student at the same time. That's crazy. Um, Imagine yeah. going to class and just seeing your professor. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, professor, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm hey, just taking a hey, class. Hey, what'd you get? Cool. Hey, hey, do you have the uh, homework for this class? Uh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> um, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I wonder if he's graded he's ever graded his own papers. Oh no. <laughs> uh, is that yeah. allowed? I don't Probably think not. so. I mean he, he it's a different class. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess yeah, uh, I don't think he'd be allowed. Also, why I don't understand why Wait, we, would you would take a class that you're currently teaching. Exactly. Idea. Yeah. What if he's friends with the professor who's teaching the class he's in? He's like, I'm gonna treat Maybe. you as any other student. <laughs> exactly. No favoritism here. Is no favoritism. His professors are probably old enough to be his son, though. Like, is it? Like, <laughs> I mean, young enough. Young. Yeah, young well, enough. well. At this point. <laughs> well, I mean, how we're defying we all the age. If you're older than somebody. math, no work. Yeah. No math. No yeah. Math. If you couldn't yeah. tell already, uh, in the last hour and eleven minutes, you've been listening to us. 
Uh, we don't do math very often or well. No, that, that's Kenny's, no Kenny's thing, that's and Kenneth. he's not here right now. No math majors here. Yeah, or previous no. math majors here. Yeah. Any? Yeah, none of us are math majors, right? Oh no, no. 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 Yeah, math okay. makes me angry. <laughs> I'm taking <laughs> math makes me sad. I at least there's one part in the buzz where I just complain about my stats class. It's just been a it's been a weekly thing. I have do, to go to stats after this. Do I'm, we have a? time frame of when that happens should we do it now because i was not informed about this <laughs> math make me mad okay there we go my roommate used to um do his stats homework and it used to be the funniest thing he would throw a temper tantrum every time like he would start oh. banging the desk oh, no. getting up pacing the room he'd be screaming at his computer and yeah. i'd be looking at him I like you a crying with laughter you see, I don't like. I'm glad you're enjoying this. I'm like, yeah, because I'm not taking that. Nah. It's just helps <laughs> you recognize more of this guy's dedication. To yeah, exactly, field, exactly. He loves this. Field. I mean, I yeah, I he's my he's gonna be. Oh, you go. Oh, I had to do an online summer math class, and you could ask me or my dad how that went. It was not fun. We, yeah, I passed. I passed. He's going to be my inspiration. I passed, but passing stuff. I'll just say. Puts up a poster. Uh, inspiration. Hang in there. <gasps> if, this, if this guy can do it, if I'll this make guy a, can do it, I can. I'll too. Photoshop a kitten poster and I'll put it in here. Hang in there. Yeah. We the Photoshop is back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just editing memes in class. JT would know. <laughs> yeah. Child is a walking meme, I swear. I am. <laughs> I mean, I, I forgot, like, I obviously I read he got a PhD in physics, but I, it didn't occur to me till like two minutes ago. I'm like, oh, wait, physics is a very math heavy science. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It further know, proves just, the dedication that he has for this for this field. Yeah. I mean, if you love math, I guess it's one of my friends. If you love doing science it. Science math. Yeah. yeah. She goes to school with Sienna. She's astrophysics. Wow. I don't know how oh, she does wow. it. I think she switched to astronomy, but still. This is why I tell people, this is Science. why I'm in communications. Women in STEM. <laughs> I, I remember back at high school when I was supposed to pick between two sciences for my junior year. And they were like, okay, you have oceanography or physics. And I thought about physics because I didn't know what physics was. And I was mm. like, what's physics? And she started off the worst possible way. She said, it's kind of like math and science. I was like, nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Walks away. I'm taking nope. oceanography. I was, was the biggest waste of time ever. The only thing I remember from that class is apparently jellyfish are racist because they're more likely to sting white people than black people. That's the only <laughs> thing I took away from that class. And I can't swim by the way. Was it but but was it better than taking a physics class? Definitely. Okay. I would rather waste my time learning redundant facts about jellyfish than <laughs> suffering. The high, the most science I took was the highest I got to. Oh, I forget. Uh, it was chemistry. Oh, I love my chemistry teacher in high school. He was so chill. I'm gonna say this. I really like like physics, the like practice of it, and how things react with each other. I don't like the math side slash application of it. I agree. So yeah, that's I why I don't like. I want to go. Courses. I want to go back to learning about ecosystems in, yeah, in middle school. Because I used to see the physics classes like throwing balls in the hallway and stuff like that. Like, oh, they <laughs> see, like, I like that part. I want to go back That's to making yeah, uh, what is called like the dioramas of like atoms and stuff. Dinosaurs. Just yeah, dinosaurs. That was fun. That's when. That's when school and science was fun. And yeah, now. I know. I can't do. Uh, 
can they just put that into into college? That would make everyone would do it. Everyone would I'm all do for it. that. I'm all for a diorama Dinosaur class. diorama class. I'm getting I'm getting that started here. Yeah. But with that being said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we've got a whole bunch of stories coming up. Some of them involving birds. I think I have to change up my tactics. I'm no longer scaring anybody with that liner. I was just no, caught off guard. Not, yeah. Is that actually Weird Al? That is actually Weird yes, Al. Sir. He was the ambassador for College Radio Day this year. Our very own Jared Tower got to interview him. And I'm jealous. Hold on to my I thought it was someone doing a voice impression. For no, oh, that no. is 100% wow. the, re- re- the re- real deal. Real Weird Al. That's a that's a tongue twister. I yeah, guess. it is for some reason. Weird, yeah, Weird Al was in a South Park episode. Mm. He was. He probably was. What hasn't Weird Al been? That's the first. If we think about it, it's Weird Al we're talking. Okay, about. but who has been in a South Park episode? I haven't. I've never seen True. South Park. Fun fact. Yeah. Okay. Really. Anyway, you're listening to the Morning Buzz. If you that wasn't already abundantly clear, this is the Thursday edition, Fall you know, 2021. It's time to talk about. The birds and the buzz. That was really bad. That was good. This year was it, I can't if tell if it was good or not. If you weren't introducing the next story, I'd shut your mic off. Right <laughs> now. Is Kenny disappointed? Though? Loophole. The, it, it's like I don't hate it. It was okay. It, it could have been better. Kind of funny, but it was a bit of a stretch. I agree, but it was really witty. It worked. It was Thank a you. Good so this year's bird of the year is. A bat. (laughs) The inclusion of a bat has proven to be a controversial choice, but a success for those pushing to get more attention for the mammal is in serious trouble. So this bat is known as the long-tailed bat. It is one of the only few land mammals native to New Zealand and is best known for its small size. It's the size of your thumb and its wingspan is the size of your hand. Wow. Wait, really? Wow. Yes. So yes. Controversially, the um, the group Forest and Bird decided to include it in a contest and went to win with a comfortable 3,000 vote lead. Oh, that's a lot of votes. Right? I mean, okay. I'm all for bats. I love bats. They're awesome. They're adorable. But they aren't birds. They're mammals. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. That Listen, any, any, any bird in this competition most likely doesn't have a very famous superhero named after it so but what about birdman from rick and morty what about the movie i don't know i don't watch that show bird bird person bird person person is rick and morty i know birdman yeah birdman is michael keaton and oddly enough batman is also michael keaton well, oh, yeah. well are they the same person? Made. What's the parallels? <laughs> is this uh, lore? Is this, <laughs> this is lore? <laughs> all right. I do want to ask though, everybody here, what is your stance on the bat winning? I'm all for it. Yeah. I love the bat. I, I like it, but a bat is more of a rat than a bat. What? No, the only flying rat that is out there is pigeons. <laughs> they are the only flying rats in my that's book. true no those are actually actual birds, no, but yeah seagulls i think seagulls take that and that's from somebody who's coming from the shore where seagulls Ooh. are the um, animal equivalent of new york pickpockets oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> go to the beach and be like i just got mugged by a seagull Bro, the way so i don't even life. like the beach but i'll go for friends 
One of the last times I went to the beach, I had my donut out for a whopping 10 seconds and a pack of seagulls came and got it. A seagull ate, um, my dad got a donut and seagulls just dive bombed him. Also, right out of my also, hand. Also, I would argue, I would argue, I would argue seagulls are worse than New York pickpocketers because New York pickpocketers probably won't poop on you. Seagulls will. Nice. Seagulls will take you food and I had a new I had a new shirt that I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. And a seagull just decides, you know, it's time to go. And then it was right on my shirt. Not fun. Oh, Can I just no. say I don't think seagulls will ever be bird of the year. Yeah, no. Them and pigeons probably don't have high chances of winning. No. And also, is this like worldwide bird of the year? Or no, just New Zealand. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't think we, they have. If we pigeons. did have one in America, <laughs> oh my goodness, what would win? What pigeon. would win? No I'm kidding. No, no not a, a pigeon. Never a, pigeon. a road runner. What? <laughs> that was the first made up for Looney Tunes. That was the yes. It, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Wait, is it actually? Wait, I was doing that. I thought that was a joke. <laughs> Roadrunner and Wiley. Are you telling me you don't? You don't? Okay, never mind. Anyway, Please don't um, worry about it. No, I'm gonna go with bats. Still, if we did one in America, only because I like bats. So I wanted yeah. one as a pet. One. No, it's a bird. It a is bird. a bird. A bird. It's I, a bird. I'm wait, saying. Did we not? Wait, who thought it wasn't? Someone. Whoever said what? Someone said it was not. It was just for Looney Tunes. Well, no, it's an actual. It, was, it was, yes, it, I thought you said. Oh my god, no, it's made up. And I'm like, no, it's a bird. No, hey, I thought was, it was made up. Do roadrunners eat snakes? They're omnivores, so they their diet includes crickets, grasshoppers, lizards, snakes, scorpions, tarantulas, mice, and birds. Huh. Oh wait, birds. they are. Some of those they are real. Ah, yes, they're real. <laughs> I'm very passionate about birds. I like they birds. probably they, don't get chased. Oh well, yeah, they probably get chased. It does birds. kind of it does kind of look like the guy from Looney Tunes. So oh, I have a I have a bird story actually. Kind of. Kind of. Well, I mean, why would story. they why would they draw a Eagle. bird, name it the Roadrunner for Looney Tunes and just not have it resemble the That's actual thing? That's what I'm saying. Thing? That's what I'm trying to well, say. I mean, the, yeah, granted, no, this roadrunner doesn't like, really look this. like a rabbit, but I actually um, had a wild parakeet one time. No, the actual Roadrunner okay. in real life is white. The one in Looney Tunes is blue. Well, you're not going to see a blue Roadrunner, I don't think. They have blue tails, though. So Except the tails accurate, nothing else is. Except for blue jays. Blue jays are mean. And also the I'm ocean and the sky. Ocean Mortimer man, take me by the hand. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. Lead me to the land. Anthropomorphized animals are weird. Anyway, your yeah. parakeet. Thank you. Um, yeah, I found this parakeet just outside my house, and I said, "Oh my gosh, someone's pet!" So we take it in. I post it on Facebook and be like, "Whose parakeet is this?" We keep her for about a year, and just throughout that time, she just gets more and more aggressive. And so, at, this was at the end of quarantine in June. We put her cage outside. We opened the little hatch to her door. She just drank some water, got her feathers a little wet. She hopped out and flew off, and I never saw her again. Huh. I like how you said that, we and we had her for a year. I was waiting for, like, okay, we had her for, like, a week. Well, yeah, I was no. like, like, a month, a couple days, and maybe. Then, like, a- and, then someone, and then someone was like, oh, yeah, that was my bird, and then it wasn't actually there. So yeah, it was because, just a wild bird. Yeah, because we got, when did she, mm, it was maybe September when we got her, so winter was coming. 
So we're like, we can't let her go now. It's cold. There's snow. So we just kept her. Man, just that, nobody her I have a fish now, which is not wild. <laughs> Could you imagine you like wash out for away fish. and somebody answers right? the Facebook like, hey, that was my bird. And you just, she's Burb. like, can I have my bird back? And you're just like, uh. Burb is gone. Oh, about that. <laughs> well, apparently there are wild parakeets in Jersey. Didn't know that. So I've seen vultures around my area. That's cool. Oh, there's been vultures that show up in my driveway and just oh, stay there. Same. Where they I just live, harass there's you? Vul- there's vultures oh, everywhere. No, I no, I don't go outside. I don't. Large seagulls. Die. Uh, no, wait, sure. you no, said they're not you. aggressive. I'm not sure about that one. But you said they're just not. They're not aggressive. So. Yeah. Back in front of that, I saw this really oh. exotic bird, but I don't know what bird it was. It was just really very colorful. I think it was a parrot. It was just a really big bird. And it was just it was so beautiful. Did it talk? We kept it for a day, and then we couldn't take the the chirping anymore. And then my mom, I'm not sure if she did this on purpose or not. She was cleaning the cage, and it flew away. Ah, you see, I have a fish now. A fish. They don't fly away. They I don't. Have, I think the most exotic pet I've ever had is uh, my pet snail. <gasps> you had a snail? What'd you name it? Gary. Oh, I want to get a snail what for my fish. I want a monkey. That's what I really want. What? My top, my top go-to is a ferret. I want a ferret too. They're really cute. Only because I've been told they look like one. I've had ham. I've had little hamsters, like dwarf hamsters. They're very Aww. cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had two of them. I, said, I want a monkey, but I've also said that if I ever hit rich, I want to be one of those rich people that just has like a panther like roaming around their house, and then like I'll like play with the pizza guy. But say like just open the doors, open it, like you know, come in, drop the pizza on the counter, just like a panther strolls into the kitchen. Oh no. That's that's just who I see myself. Like if I ever do like make it big, like, hey guys, come in. Oh yeah, don't let my Panther, he's friendly. <laughs> With that being said, we're gonna bring it back to aviation after the break. We've got some more, we got one more bird story, and what I call probably the most freedom-esque fight you will ever see in the world. <laughs> so stay tuned for that here on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. MSC Upper Montclair. This is the Morning Buzz Thursday, Fall 2021 edition. I'm Kyle Pepitone with my co-host, Lars Zaccardi. Our newscasters, Kelly Marr and Madi Zuniga. Our sportscaster, Tanner Price. And our music segment host, JT Bathia. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle just went rap god on us right now. <laughs> will the real some shady please stand up? Is that you, Kyle? <laughs> it is not. Uh... But I will stand anyway for the most American story I will have ever heard in my life. Lara, take it away. Bald eagles were street fighting and police had to break it up. A Minnesota police officer was called to break up an unusual street fight between two bald eagles. They were found stuck together in the middle of the road. The city of Plymouth said in a Facebook post that the officer Mitch Marison responded to the call on a reporter of two bald eagles stuck together on a Plymouth roadway. <laughs> Martinson said breaking up the street fight between two bald eagles was a first for him. I, w- I would think so. <laughs> he attempted to cover the birds' heads to calm them down as they fled the scene. Martinson said, quote, the eagles started going at it again. And the next thing you knew, they were flying away. He couldn't stop them in the air. We can't fly, unfortunately. He consulted the Minnesota Department of the Natural Resources and Raptor Center. They told him the bird were most likely fighting over territory. Didn't know bird, didn't know bald eagles got added in Smash, guys. If this happened <laughs> in Florida, this would have been much more American. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, 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 
this is a first for him and i'm just like no i do this all the time like yeah ah, again ah. all right you know what if well, I, they're doing it again I had a so much they gotta make it like a special police coat for it like bald, bald eagle over here bald eagle fighting task force yeah, yeah if i had a nickel for every time i did that I'd have two nickels. The, the rookie. There were two eagles, so technically it's still. Ah, bending up the lap. Sorry. <laughs> I just love this. Two bald like, eagles, just yeah. In his words, going, going at, at it. it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's on the radio. Nice. We got a ten eighteen on the road. The rookie cop was the ten eighteen. <sighs> two bald eagles are fighting in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> this seems this this is oddly specific. Like this would go on r slash oddly specific. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't and there's a video like obviously we this can't. happened in like a residential area so you know there's going to be footage but oh, okay. in addition to the cop's body cam uh, obviously the neighbor the resident <laughs> are be like cam. okay yep this is going on meta or whatever it's called now does he does he go to the body <gasps> cam show world star and then just walk <laughs> he does not I don't it believe. looks like they're uh-huh. hugging but they're just not yeah it does I'm like, oh, they're hugging. No, they're not. Like, this is not what you. I think their wings were caught to each other. I also didn't help. Like, not only are they like head, like you know, they're fighting, but like their wings are caught with each other. These seagulls fighting like this, I get, because that happens all the time. You throw one French fry into a flock of seagulls and watch a madness ensue. Correct me if I'm. Oh, keep going. Correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't bald eagles endangered? Uh, I'm not an ordinate lot. Geology. That would be I don't know what it's called. I'm not a bird person, so I have no credits to answer that. I think it's no longer an endangered species. They're a least concern. There, that would be very American. The symbol, the bird of America, is about to be extinct. I don't know. That would just like squeeze yeah. land under free to me. Wow. I would just mm, be yeah. Like, their population is increasing. Okay. What's, that's what's the bird of your country? Hey, hey it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> oh. What's the bird of your country? Oh, you know, that's the there. dodo. Cha- oh, you know, it's a we're bat, actually, actually. We're, actually changing, we're actually changing our birds now. Uh, we're between birds now, so. We are? No. I'm, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm like when people say they're between, they're between, like, uh, between jobs and I stuff. I don't know. Maybe? Someone who works on a house. Yeah, we're in the transitional period between the bald eagle and I don't know what's another bird, blue jay. Mm. It'll take about uh, well, six to ten business days to pick up pick a new one. Speaking of blue jays, <laughs> a Canadian man purposely coughs on an employee. Kyle, would you take it away? Don't know what that has to do with blue jays, but sure. Like, like the baseball team for the uh, for Toronto? Yeah. Okay. That was that was pretty good. Yeah. I should if I if I knew that joke was coming, I would have wore the Blue Jays hat that I had. Ah, <laughs> next time. All right, so I will take it away. Thirty-five-year-old Kyle Pruden, once again not me, <laughs> removed his mask and deliberately coughed on a server at a Calgary bar, and has been convicted of assault and sentenced to two years probation. Court Judge Heather Lamarex wrote that emitting a force consisting of lung air molecules can qualify as a use of force under the criminal code. He added the cough was not a reflective action, but rather an intense, intentional physical act. Pruden was in the pub playing a video lottery terminal when he went to the bar to cash out his $160 winnings. Keep that in mind. Kayla Cassette 
An employee on shift said he, she was unable to pay him because the owner had not replenished the cash flow. Pruden then took off his mask and started coughing at her and uttered, quote, is this because of COVID, end quote. A 60-year-old customer who frequented the bar gave Pruden $60 and, he, and Pruden left the pub. Pruden then continued on his day to get some pizza and beer, and sometime he returned to the pub demanding his money from the customer, who, demanding more money from the customer who gave him $6. The customer said he didn't have any money, which led to Pruden assaulting the elderly man. The audacity. This, I can't. So I'm gonna just, what is probation? Like, probation is like not exactly jail, right? I forget what it is. It's literally just like, I don't know, probation to me has always been, okay, we're gonna hold you accountable, but there's nothing. Like celebrities like, get probation. Like, it's like unwatched. Yeah, the, in a way. according to Google, uh, it's the release of an offender from detention. But subject to a period of good behavior under supervision. So it's like that whole, it's like when they strap an ankle bracelet on you, you can't leave a certain area. Yeah, they just keep a close eye on you. Yeah. yeah. But like, usually that happens once you're released, but like, if you were never in jail. I guess. Like I, I mean, said, I don't know. I guess they're just keeping it, they're just keeping an eye on him. I guess. Like, I can understand probation for the coughing, but he, according to this, he also assaulted somebody. I feel like that would be more of a headline. Yeah, that'd be, yeah, that may be more of a headline rather than just coughing. I, like, I mean, I if thought, you think about it. I thought it, him coughing know. on the guy was yeah, the coughing, assault. The coughing was the assault, but if you think about these days, it can be considered an assault because, you know, yeah. COVID yeah, and yeah, yeah. an yeah, elderly COVID. man. And Nabella said, no, what you just described as house arrest, she said uh, probation okay. is a strike against you. So we oh, play baseball. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, let's see. But I honestly... Don't don't cough on people. Come on, guys. yeah, that's Come just on, people. Yeah. even pre COVID. I thought was we never were past. I thought we were past this. Like yeah. that's that's some yeah. that's like second grade stuff. The, these are the that's same. Cool, these are the same that. people that you need to tell to wash your hands during COVID. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, like we're gonna wash your hands. Let's do it. You know, you get some soap. We wash. Like these are the same people. Yeah, you know. I didn't just, understand mm-hmm. that. Like, Everybody was like, okay, COVID is spreading. Make sure you wash your hands. And I'm like, this is how you wash your hands. You weren't washing your hands. Before. Hey, guys. That was my thing. I'm like, who Wait, doesn't wash their hands were normally? Were you not washing your hands before this? Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> welcome back to my tutorial on how to wash hands. <laughs> Six million TikTok. I love that there's right actual there. videos where people are wearing white gloves and then they have to use paint to show how exactly they're washing their hands. So like they said, like, for example, at the end of the video, their hands will be completely covered with that colored paint, mm. showing them this is how you properly wash your hands. Mm. I just love that. You but need a video. Going on wash by your hands. Mm. Sorry. No, keep going. What were you saying, JD? What going on my thespian troop, like, had, had, like, did this little thing. I, I was a part of the people who, like, came up with it. I didn't think the idea was that great, but it was kind of nice. But it was like, yeah, since we can't be together, send us a video of you washing your hands but sing a Broadway song to go with it to make it thespian. And interesting. I got a <laughs> we got like three submissions. And it's just like people washing their hands singing Mama Mia. Or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I will I will admit that is creative. But now we mentioned uh who was it? Mariah Carey earlier. And as you know, 
Halloween's uh, over. So, you know, we skipped Thanksgiving gone. for some reason and moved directly into Christmas. And according to Georgia, Laura. A Georgia judge jokingly bans Elf on the Shelf. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. Well, possibly not this year. Georgia judge Robert Leonard posted a mock order on Twitter about banishing Elf on the Shelf. Leonard tweeted, tired of, quote, tired of living in Elf on the Shelf tyranty. No, not looking forward to the Elf forgetting to move and causing your kids emotional distress. I am a public servant and will take the heat for you, my gift to tired parents. For those of you who don't know, the holiday tradition is that these elves hide in homes for weeks up until Christmas, reporting back to Santa every night. The elf dolls are supposed to move to a different place each night. Well, sometimes the elves don't move. And according to Leonard, it leaves our children of tender years in states of extreme emotional distress, end quote. He did make an allowance for parents who don't feel overwhelmed by the quotations elf on the shelf tyranty writing this tweet if you love your elf keep your elf you will never see <laughs> elf on the shelf in my house <laughs> i have one have actually. i still have one her na- never had one i have one i still have her her name is snickerdoodle <laughs> my family has one we just keep it in the same spot <laughs> i have one for my like- sister what why why are the elves going back every night don't they know like they could just sh- shoot santa an email be like hey uh this is the 21st century yeah. but it's funny because the elf on the shelf came out when i was i don't know it came out in 2012 2013 really yeah yeah Dude, that recent kelly i see yeah. you typing type in i'm searching yeah i'm a, i Still, I thought they were much older than that. I thought, yeah, me too. No, I, I don't know why I thought they were so. They I think they really started start, getting popular. I thought they, yeah, just, they didn't get popular until like 2012, yeah. 2013. I kind of yeah. just assumed they were as the old as time itself. Yeah, Honestly, I did. I the, I the only reason why I thought like 2012, 2013 is because of the memes. Because you know memes? that's what you never seen any like the Elf on the Shelf memes no, where people put them so. in just weird places. No. The only Elf on the Shelf memes mm. I saw were like a year or two ago. It's like, you've heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now get ready for it. And then two words that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't think of one. Elf on the Shelf, like, I don't know. My explanation for that was that the different type of Santas you'll see, like the mall Santas and stuff, they're like clones of Santa. That was my Clones of Santa. No. And I dressed up like Santa going to work last year at my retail store and I have kids come up to me and some of them will be like that's not Santa and I would like bend down and be like no I am and like the mall Santa's like right outside the store and they're like no Santa's over there that's like, a little oh. that's a little sussy baka <laughs> of you I'm there we go <laughs> all right we're not gonna be hearing for her anymore today <laughs> She's lost all talking. I found one. Okay, so you heard of Elf on the Shelf. We'll get ready for a Link in a Sink. Like Link from Zelda? Yeah. I I made one that was really stupid. I I had... Breath of the Wild. Wait, what? Oh, nothing. We'll get back to that. I I made a meme once. It was, you heard of Elf on the Shelf. Now get ready for it. And it was just a picture of corn on the cob. (laughs) I made one, but no one here will understand it because it was a sports thing. So Try it. 
Oh my gosh. Uh, I've heard I mean, of Elf on the Shelf. Get ready for a Bowser on the browser. No. no stop. We're not going to spend the next 17 <laughs> minutes just going off on memes. We have more stories meme, to cover. Meme, memes. Yes, we do. Memes, memes. But yeah, I've Elf never had an Elf on the Shelf. Now let's hear about Kyle of Denial. Fun fact that was actually going to be my band name once. <laughs> Was that I, I wanted in my freshman year i was going to start a band called in denial and then we all got sent home so were you in denial yeah. when you got sent home it's too perfect kind of we had me and a guitarist and that was it nice yeah anyway Anywho. any noodle we went from aviation to uh, elf on the shelf and now we're going back to oceanography i guess ocean man Oh no! Kind of close. More specifically, a lobster man. Lobster man. Lobster man. (laughs) Yes, is this Batman's new arch nemesis? Lobster man. No, Batman's new arch nemesis, Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob. This is this is is a new uh, a new villain for Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Lobster. We have to stop lobster man. Okay. Okay. Like, can I read the story? Yes, please. Okay. Thank you. According to UPI.com, a Maine lobster man finds made a one in 100 million discovery when he found a lobster with extremely rare cotton candy color scheme. Bill Coppersmith, the aforementioned lobster man, supplies selfish for Get Maine Lobster and found a rare cotton candy lobster during a recent day of fishing. Coppersmith nicknamed the lobster Hattie after his granddaughter. And get Maine Lobster, said Hattie, the lobster, not the granddaughter, would not end up on a dinner plate, but would be donated to an aquarium and other appropriate facilities to take care of the shellfish. Imagine it tasted like cotton candy. I don't know. I I feel like that'd be uncomfortable. I wouldn't want red lobster. No. <laughs> Imagine a cotton, cotton candy. candy lobster roll. Oh, no. I'm I wouldn't be. I don't. I, I'm I gonna, think I'd be disgusting. I'm like, gonna, I wouldn't be comfortable with I'm that. I'm going to mute my own mic. i mean you bring up a good point but like personally i don't this is like the this is like brown cows making what about making chocolate milk oh okay i thought i thought you meant the ice cream no like the i'm not a fan of those but that's not important yeah i'd probably be disgusted if i had cotton candy tasting sushi or seafood in general just probably wouldn't be for me i feel like seafood and sweets just don't go together not at all no you're 100 right no. it's not i have a hot then take. again you have a hot take i hate cotton candy oh don't worry i'm up there with it's okay you. Oh, okay okay cool I, don't, I have no opinion every time i say i don't like a food everyone just comes at me not the food controversy <laughs> not again not here no oh, not no. now you gotta have a food opinion stand by it oh no right. let's let's not have that no let's not <laughs> i had chocolate chip cookies and tomato sauce once let's say it for the morning Did you actually tomato sauce what what is it taste like? Wait, did you put them together? Had... Yeah. Like, did you dip it? Yeah. What? Do you hate yourself? I... No, <laughs> I just like trying new though. things. But, 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 but what in your brain? There are other things and that you can put cookies I in. I had a cookie. Sauce I had tomato sauce. Why? That's what went through my Why? head. Why? No. You could eat well, you could like one and then the cookie. other. No. He was probably just like, Wait, wait. Too many people are talking. He probably just like, I choose violence today. And this you is did. exactly why we don't have food controversies because we just can't <laughs> hear each other. And you know, because we care about our listeners, <laughs> let's not. Audio <laughs> listeners love you. Oh wait, they're just audio listeners. 
Yeah. What about them? Yeah. There's this podcast I watch and they say, whenever something happens, he goes, audio listeners love you to death, (laughs) but we just have audio listeners. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So um, I stand by that. Cool. No. Well, we're not going to be talking about food anymore because, you know, that's dangerous territory. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) always asks about Florida man. Right. Mm -hmm. But no one ever gets to stop and think about New York man. In Syracuse, firefighters rescued a man who was stuck inside the bathroom wall. You heard me right. The wall, not the room of a theater. Employees of the landmark theater called Syracuse Fire Department after they heard someone banging on the door. I'm sorry, the wall, not the door, yelling for help. Fire officials say the man was believed to have entered the theater two or three days ago. A hole was drilled in the wall and used a fiber optic camera to find the man's exact location in the wall. After determining the best way to extract the man, officials say firefighters carefully cut through the layers of drywall and structural clay tile to reach him. Okay, I have a comment. Have any of you seen Bob's Burgers? No. I have. Okay, well, you know that episode where Bob hides in the wall when Linda's parents I'm come over? I'm going to tell you this. this is, that is my favorite episode. I, that's mine, too. That's the energy I'm it's, working it's with. episode two. Yeah, that's my... <laughs> that's yeah. Amazing. I, I do want to say this. I don't think anybody actually asked about Florida Man. I think articles about them just come up. No, we ask about Florida. Them. I ask about Florida Okay. Man. Isaiah is I just... Want, he has the chills in the back of his too. neck because... Florida man, everything is always related. Everything's about Florida man. Nothing's about New York man. I, well, yeah, because I don't know. It's because I got it's, no New York man. it's New York. It's, it's New York because man. Florida man is it's much more eager. It's always what's Florida man doing, not how's Florida man doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know and what? Then, New York is just a different breed. Like you know New what? York I would wait. Yeah. I feel like because New York man is just so close to us. Mm-hmm. Oh, Isaiah, Isaiah said, did someone say Florida man in the Discord? <laughs> oh, no. Um, also, also, it was mentioned here, this, this guy was also uh, naked during this, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we didn't want to. Uh, anyway, no, but, um, yeah. it's amazing how, how you could just stuck get in the wall. Yeah, so that's what long. I was saying. Like, how could you last in there for two or three days? It yeah. had to be hard. Well, I'm no. like, just like basic needs, like food and water. I can barely go a, a few hours without them. How does he, he go two to three days? He really pulled a bob and said, wall. Like, okay. Question number one. How do you get there in the first place? That's what, they don't know. They said, it's oh, we have no idea who got in there. Question two. How long did they hear him bang on the wall before they decided to call for the fire department? Because if they like they heard probably... <laughs> since day one and then three days later, like maybe we should call about that. Uh, they probably went, ah, oh, the ghost's up there. Just... <laughs> Uh, extra dang, extra sad boy hours today those dang spirits you think he really had a bob's burger moment where he it's 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 where day one okay you're trying to escape day two you're you're like i don't know isolation it's it's getting to you day three oh my what is this has, i need help this has backroom vibes it does. the backroom oh yeah. my goodness <laughs> i mean yeah kind of but like no like how do you get stuck in there and how do you deal for three days, two to three days, whatever mm-hmm. it was? And what just did he eat the drywall. That's what I'm saying. He ate the drywall. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I there's, there's nothing that I says that. Not. No, yeah. 
hopefully well, not. It would be quite dry. It'd be like uh, a cracker. Oh, oh well, <laughs> we'll we'll never hear what this. I have too much power behind this board. <laughs> I saw you beat my mic again. You deserved it. <laughs> it wasn't the best one. It wasn't the best, but you know that's how it is. I could tell she knew it wasn't the best by the way it came out. She was like, you could say it's kind of dry. Like, <laughs> like it was easily set up but at the same time like the number one rule at least my number one rule of making a pun is you never just use the same word in the setup yes and the punchline mm-hmm. so does the exact opposite yeah you, you broke the cardinal rule honestly i'm just so different that i just what are the rules they're actually ancient I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. no 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 i read a book about the history of puns i'm talking about this right now of course you did i i wrote an entire five-page research paper in high school about puns did you actually i did I that's a pun what? master that's something you would do mm. kyle i love i kind of want to read it to kyle, you. have you, you i don't know if you've heard of my puns but you should come up with pretty good ones i have a notebook dedicated to puns i feel like we should have like a pun off one day who has the best puns? Winner, this like the pun like master or something. Okay. <laughs> One day. Should we just do an entire uh, entire show where it's just reading from the fun book? Oh no. <laughs> I see. Here's the thing. I brought it. Like I went home last weekend. I brought it back or two weeks ago, whatever it was. I brought the pun book back and it was sitting in my bag. But, but then I'm like, oh, it's taking up too much room. I'm never going to use it. Might as well just put it away. It's in my dorm right now. <laughs> You could. I, I, Honestly, I wish I had it. I, I, I feel you. I feel I, like you have that that moment where you can visually see it right there. Yes, I will. Somebody keep talking. I will ch- double check right now that it's not in my bag, but I can guarantee you it's probably not. Well, since you don't have your notebook, possibly I can, you know, have the internet at the tips of my fingers. Why did Adele cross the road? No, 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 no. Say no, hello no, from no, the no, other no, side. No, 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 no. Oh my god. <laughs> have a better one why did the roof why didn't the rooster cross you the told you told me this one yeah but the listeners don't know this because he was a little chicken, chicken. you know what guys <laughs> here's i'm gonna this i said this once on the morning buzz we were talking a story about zebras and apparently according to the article zebras are hard to catch so i said to my crew she's a runner she's a track star. why are zebras so hard to find yes. why? because they're striped and never spotted <laughs> nice <laughs> that's a good one and the I collective can... groans from laura. the other side of this table were beautiful laura i oh isaiah he knows, <laughs> he, knows he heard you i know you heard me. <laughs> our assistant producer <laughs> I, okay i just looked it up there is so, there is actually a spotted zebra the real question is our zebras black with white stripes or white with black? White with black stripes, end of discussion. End of okay, discussion. wow. You are adamant about that. that. I am. But no, Isaiah, I, I say that one line a lot. And I said it so many times in front of Isaiah one time. And he's just sick of me hearing it. And I just said it on air. And he said, cancel the show. <laughs> he, he has the power to temporarily fire us. He does. He does not, though. But it, that's the running joke. Temporarily. Yeah. Kenny's the one who actually does. Kenny has the power. Oh, I've been fired like I've been fired four times. No, mine's been six or seven. I'm up there. Do you know how much pension I would have right now if I was actually fired by Kenny's all the times he said (laughs) it to me? (laughs) Didn't you just quit though? (laughs) Like, don't you just continue? She's like, you know what, guys, I quit today. I do. I do that joke a lot. (laughs) 
We don't even get paid. How do you fire someone if you don't get paid? I mean, we'd still technically have jobs. We, we get, get fired, fired in from spirit. Jobs, Becoming a vegetarian is one big mistake. Who gave her access to the internet? <laughs> Who turned on her mind? Some aquatic mammals. The way that took escape. me a second to understand. I was like, what is she talking about? That's so random. And, then, like, and I was like. Some aquatic mammals at the zoo escaped. It was otter chaos. What do you use to cut a Roman emperor's hair? Caesar's. Caesar's. Oh my god. That's funny. Here at the Thursday morning buzz. I've never been good with puns. I tried to make some. I think the worst one I ever created, I had to have been in sixth grade, but I thought this was genius. It was not. But I was like, why was the comedian broke? And then I was like, because his jokes don't make any sense. And I'm expecting uh, a drop. That was a good one. Every time and the someone... way everybody looked at me in the room, I was just like, okay, I'll shut up. Now. Every time <laughs> I... someone tells me doesn't make sense, I say, like, well, doesn't make, make dollars. dollars. How does Moses make coffee? He brews it. Stop! No! <laughs> what do you call an alligator in a vest? Investigator. Yeah. <laughs> I am the king pun. You bought, cannot over you know what, undo you me. You know what? This is not a question. I bought a boat because it was for sale. <laughs> All right. I got a play. I got a position as the main villain in my play because I said a joke very similar to what JT just said. We were doing a play on Sherlock and we had to come in with a joke for auditions. And I went up there. Oh no. Am I forgetting how it gets? No. Okay. Okay. He'll leave the pills where you least expect them. <laughs> I went up there. I said, "Okay, I've got a good money joke for all you, but it doesn't make any sense." Wait, what was? No, it? That, I can't that remember. Sounds that, like that's, that's what it was. No, no, no. There was like a whole chain of events there. there. <laughs> would you some... say? No, no, Kyle. Would you say change of events? That's actually not bad. Thank you. But I, I forget where it was. Oh, that's what it was. It was something about not making sense, and then I followed. It was a money joke. And then I said, oh, I can't think of what it was. I'm drawing a bank. And then nobody laughed. And I'm like, come on, guys. This is comedy gold. No. And I walked off the stage and be like, all right, I'm not getting a part in this play. So and when your, I did. when's your stand-up special coming out? I actually did stand-up once did in high school. Actually? Yeah. Really? How do, oh, how I did too. It went pretty well. Great reviews. It, it is the best opening line I've ever come up with for a comedy act. I literally went up to the stage in my high school and I started with, Okay, raise your hand if you're in high school. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> totally unplanned. I'm like, what if I just did this? And then I did. And then I'm like, I went, I went on a whole rant about how the, how in the world is high school the best years you're of your just life. just like the, them high school lunches, am I right? <laughs> no one will ever understand the ups and downs, the highs and low of high school of football. High school football. Yes. <laughs> What? I don't get that. It's from, uh, it's from Riverdale. I don't even watch that show. I just, I just we we, oh, we, Tanner, we brought I, that up. You, you brought that up last week. I did. Tanner, that yeah. I stopped watching it season one. Oh uh, yeah, I've never watched it. So. I watching it senior year. I never I turned back it on. at the people I grew up with, and I asked myself, God, what happened? If you get <laughs> yeah, that reference. Not the... Oh no. Lord. <laughs> Uh, anyway. I, if you could bring up Riverdale, I could bring up Heather's, but okay. not the Riverdale Heather's. That's blasphemy. The, the movie, the movie, or the play? Both. Okay, uh, I've only seen the movie. Movie's good. Why did the cat go to the vet? Why he was feline fine. Nice. 
That's a good one. Oh, and so we've got off to a bit of a chaotic end here on 90.3 WMSC do, Upper Montclair. Do on one the more? morning glow. Fine. How do you make a good egg roll? You push it down a hill. I'm good. <laughs> Thank you all so much for watching. I have been your host filling in for Kenny Horn. I am Kyle Pepitone with my, I dare to say co-host, <laughs> unfortunately, Lara Zaccardi, our newscasters, Madi Zaniga and Kelly Marr, our sportscaster, Tanner Price, and our music segment host, JT Bathia. And I wish all of you have a great day. Everybody listening, you too. We will be back with more Morning Buzz, morning buzz tomorrow here on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. Have a great day.